Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in today. This is episode number 95. Wow, we are almost at 100. Uh, So I thought this would be such a great time to talk about Body Awareness Month, which is in February. So this episode will be all about body image, how to improve our self-talk, and if that sounds of interest to you, definitely continue listening. If that is a trigger for you, maybe, you know, skip out on this episode, but we do talk about some obsessive thoughts on food and fitness and weight. Um, So if that's kind of a trigger for you, maybe skip out on this one, but there's so much great information from our guest who is a body image coach and she gives so much great insight to her story and I think this can honestly benefit anyone because I know we have once in our life all been through, you know, ups and downs with how we feel about our bodies. So Like I said, February is Body Awareness Month, and I thought that this would be such a great opportunity to bring on this guest. I am so excited for you to hear our conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, everyone. So we have a very special guest today. She is a body image coach helping women find confidence no matter what their shape or size. Everyone, please welcome Helen to the show. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello, I'm so excited to be with you today and talking all about body image and kind of how you got to where you are. So I would love to kind of open up the floor um, and ask you, what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life? Great question. A couple of different things. So from a professional point of view, I'm going to be launching a few different like programs for my clients some kind of Mm. courses that they can do related to body image. So very excited about that. And then personally, I'm very excited. My husband and I are planning a little road trip in Italy for the summer. So I'm very excited just to eat my way around Italy. I mean, I've I've been a few times, my husband has never been. So I just want to basically just eat pasta and drink nice wine every day. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds lovely. Oh, yeah. Italy is definitely on my bucket list to travel to. I want to go so bad. That is going to be so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely worth, you need to go. It's, it's so beautiful. And the food, as you can imagine, is just amazing. Oh, I would, I would literally eat so much. I I can't even imagine how good the food is. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I, I've had like a real pasta obsession these days. And that's why I'm like, okay, we need to go to Italy so I can eat pasta every day. Yes, absolutely. I love that. (laughs) So I want to know a little bit more about how you kind of got into your journey of body image coaching. Yeah, so um, my journey really started with my own uh, struggles with my body image. So um, I kind of grew up, uh, you know, as, as every teenager, you're kind of always struggling a little bit with your identity, with your body. But I, I, I'd i say I was fairly kind of, I never really had very, very big issues with my body up until about my early 20s. And that was, uh, that really started after a, a breakup that I had with my ex-boyfriend, um, where he, he broke up with me. And that kind of kicked something off in me, like a, as a result of that, I kind of lost the confidence in myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to almost like show him what he's lost, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I started going to the gym a lot. Before that, I kind of exercised a little bit, but I started going to the gym a lot, got a personal trainer who put me on this nutrition plan um, and like a calorie deficit kind of uh, diet. And that was when everything with my body, my relationship with food kind of unraveled. And I became um, really, really extremely obsessive about what I was eating, how much I was exercising, how much I weighed. And for me, I had this fixation on having this kind of body that, you know, I was following like a lot of fitspo kind of people on Instagram. And I wanted to have that fit tone body. 
And so I was just fixated on that. And so my, yeah, I, I come, I, I had a lot of disordered eating and really kind of unhealthy relationship with exercise as well. And that happened, that was for a few years. And then when I met my, my current partner, who's my husband, um, he, I, I didn't really realize my behaviors because for me, I was just eating healthy. I was living a healthy lifestyle. You know, we're told to eat healthy foods and exercise. So I didn't see it as a problem. Um, and it was when I met my current partner, uh, after like about a year into our relationship, he kind of started pointing things out to me about some of my behaviors about some of my kind of obsessive behaviors, especially like my obsessive calorie counting, my obsessive need to like exercise every day um, and kind of started pointing it out to me. And you know, at the beginning I was like, oh, like stop it. I'm just being healthy and kind of was like, oh, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> um, and uh, he kind of kept pushing. And so did some of my friends started, you know, kind of mentioning to me, we're kind of worried about you. Uh, but to me, at the same time, I was getting a lot of compliments from people saying how great I looked, that I'd lost weight. So I felt really like validated. And I was like, what I'm doing is getting me what I want, right? Um, but deep down, I it wasn't getting me what I want because I always was wanted something more. And I always wanted to have even more toned muscles and even lose even more weight. And so... I really hit a point. I remember it was like with uh, I was like tracking my calories that day and I'd we'd been out for dinner with my uh, with my partner. And I um, I was like stressing out about the fact that I didn't know what we'd eat. And so I couldn't put it into my fitness pal. And it was like causing me so much anxiety. And I was like, oh, that kind of ruined the night. And that's when my my partner was like, Helen, like, listen to yourself. Like, this is not healthy. And it really kind of like. I had a moment where I was like, shit, like, this is like, I'm going crazy here. Like, I can't believe that I've, I'm ruining this lovely evening that we have had because I can't put stuff into, you know, my fitness pal. And so I then went on a journey of, you know, self-development. I did therapy. I really started to kind of unpack my beliefs around like food, around my body, about why I wanted to achieve this body um, and through all of that work, I kind of managed to get to a place where I am now, which is um, accepting my body, eating the foods that I want, really honoring my my cravings, my satisfaction, and just feeling in a very healthy place with my relationship with my both food and my body. And so that's why I got into this space, because I'm so passionate to help other women. And I know so many women who struggle with on different on the spectrum of different, you know, extremes of of this, but who struggle with, you know, their relationship with their food and their body. And so having been through that journey, I'm just so passionate to help others overcome that and just be at a place where they can kind of be free from that obsession really, and just accept their body as it is and eat freely without these feelings of like guilt or anxiety and, and kind of obsession. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that story. And it sounds like you know, I, and I find this with a lot of situations that we go through. It's like, you know, maybe we have unhealthy behaviors or, you know, habits, whatever the case may be. And it's, it's almost like you get to that point where you're like, oh shit. Like you were saying like, oh my gosh, I need to like work on this and reflect and, um, and, and therapy, which I absolutely love therapy. Um, I'm in it as well. And I think it can really do so it can really do so much for you and just having a different like mindset. Cause I think that's part of it too, is just like switching our mindset. And sometimes when we're so like stuck on the vision, right. Cause you were like, I really just wanted like more muscle and, you know, to lose more weight. And it's, it's like that obsessive like thoughts. And then it's like, you know what, I need to like switch the mindset to say, no, I want to be healthy, but I also don't want to be so constricted on these types of, you know, behaviors and monitoring everything I'm eating. Um, so exactly. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. And I think like you were saying, so many women go through this. And I think also the media has, I think a huge factor in this. Mm -hmm. And I think like when I was, I always think about this when I was a little girl, I would, you know, look at the magazines and Vogue and Cosmopolitan and all that shit. And to think now, like how much they edit 
you know, those photos and make every single like, like their legs are just like so smooth and have zero cellulite, but it's because they're editing the crap out of those photos. But it's like, that's put in our head to then be like, oh, well, that's what I should look like, right? Like Mm. I should be so thin and have these crazy abs and have like beautiful long legs and, and just like, and it's so unrealistic, but I think just like growing up with that. And then of course, like Instagram and, and all these things that we have that people are just blasting photos on that a lot of the times are filtered or photoshopped. And I think it's so, it's, it's scary to think like if, if I was growing up, like if I was like a teenager right now, like having all this social media and it's just like so in your face. And I think it's, it's, I think it's so hard. I can't even imagine being a teenager right now. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. And that's the thing that I always tell my clients, anyone I speak to, like, it's not your fault that you think this way, that you think you need to have this body or that you have issues with food because you, I, we all grew up in this, in, in diet culture and society, which is telling us that women need to eat a certain way, that women can't eat more than a man, that, you know, women need mm-hmm. to look as, like have a certain body shape and size and that we all need to look the same, which is completely a joke because we all have different genetics. We're never going to look the same. Like even if you and I ate the exact same thing to the exact same exercise program, we would never look the same. And who wants to look the same? Like, why should we all look the same? It's just like, that is not, that's body diversity and diversity is such a beautiful thing on this planet. So yeah, like it's, it's not your fault that you feel this way because of the environment you grew up in. And certain people also, uh, I have clients and um, even myself, I grew up also in a household where, you know, my, my parents, and I know some of my clients' parents who maybe reinforce some of those thoughts by, you know, having saying, oh, like their mom watching their weight and constantly telling them like, oh, I'm going to just have a salad because, you know, eating bread is unhealthy. And that just also reinforces in your head, you know, some of those beliefs. So it isn't your fault. But as you said, I mean, so much of the work is about rewiring your beliefs and first of all, unpacking your beliefs about food, about your body, about yourself, um, and then really kind of rewiring those beliefs, which is you know so important it's it's the hard part of the work and it's not it doesn't happen overnight but you know in the help of a therapist or a coach or speaking to somebody can really help you to to uh to kind of change your mindset around like food and your body And, and that really is the key thing because you know no matter how no matter if you change your body and you get to the body that you thought you wanted that isn't going to change your relationship with your body because realistically our bodies change, they go through fluctuations. And so once you're, if, even if you get to that point where you're like, Oh, I like my body now, well, your body's going to change at some point with age, if you go through pregnancy, whatever it is. And then what happens, you know, if your body changes and you're no longer at that, what happens then? So it's really important to do that mindset work because that's truly what's going to make a, a difference and help you to get to that place of body acceptance. Well, that's, that makes total sense. And if someone is kind of maybe struggling with body image or, um, you know, they find themselves comparing themselves to people, um, how, like, what is like a really good way to kind of, you know, change that mindset of like trying not to compare yourself to others? Because I find that comparison is the thief of joy that's like a quote that I've seen um so what are your what are your tips on you know trying not to compare yourself to others yeah it's it's such a great uh it's it's such an important question and as you just as you were saying about social media I mean social media is like the comparison thief of joy right because as you said people filter images, we look at their lives, not even just about body, but we look at their lives and we feel, oh, I don't have that. And I want that. And it gets you into that negative kind of spiral, right? I think one of the the important things is really to, when you find yourself comparing, so you're on social media, you see a woman with a body and you're like, oh, I don't have that. And you see yourself comparing or you walk into a gym or you walk in wherever, is really first kind of being aware that you're bringing awareness to that thought of comparison 
we compare it's and it's only natural. I mean, comparison is we are humans, we compare, right? You're never going to be, you're never going to be able to stop comparing. It's not about necessarily stopping comparing, but it's how to change that thought in your head, right? So bringing awareness to that thought of comparison and not beating yourself up about it, just approaching it from a place of self-compassion and then telling your, and then looking at, okay, what is it that has, what is it that's brought this thought of comparison in my head? Just asking yourself that question. And then really it's about kind of stopping it in its track. So reminding yourself, for example, if you're comparing yourself uh, your body to another woman's body, reminding yourself that everybody's body is everybody's body, body, quite hard to say this. Everybody's body is unique. Everybody's body is different. No, no one body is better than another. And appreciating that your body is the way it is, that other person's body is the way it is. And it, it might sound a bit fluffy, but getting into telling yourself that and repeating yourself that to yourself in your head in those moments can be a really powerful way just to shift your mindset away from that comparison then that negative because that brings you into a negative thought spiral and just to kind of stop it in its tracks and uh, shift it to something a bit more positive um, so that I find is, is a powerful tool to to use um, and it it does require you to kind of just just to do that every time when you when you have that comparison thought kind of come into your head that's that's so that's such a good way to think about it too and like and I love that you said like stopping in its tracks like like thinking about the comparison and then asking yourself why but also kind of being like okay I'm going to try to think about something different and bring it into a positive light which I absolutely love I'm all I'm all about you know switching the mindset and just trying to think positively because you know self and I think self-talk that is a huge huge like the way we talk about ourselves in our head or out loud in front of others in front of just ourselves I think is is so crucial to not be so negative and hard on ourselves and I think that you know something that I've done recently um, and kind of over the past couple of years, just kind of learning all about this is, is affirmations. I don't know if you, yeah. if you're a fan of affirmations, but yeah. I personally think that they can be super helpful and really come. It's kind of like a part of manifesting too. It's like, mm-hmm. you're saying something out loud, you're believing it. And I think if you really, you know, say that in, in a mirror, right. You're, you're saying, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am strong, whatever, whatever your affirmations are. And when you say it out loud and you repeat it, it's like you have to eventually like think it's absolutely true, right? And like, because even like for manifesting with other things, you can be like, you know, I don't know, I want to become a business owner and like truly believing every single, every single word that you're saying out loud. And, and really, obviously you have to put in the work for it. But I think, I think affirmations can be super, super beneficial to you know, body image, um, you know, issues that we're having. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's definitely a tool that, that I've used loads and that, um, I get my clients to do, uh, affirmations and, and I think a, a, a good way to remind yourself as well to do those things is to put, for example, like a little sticky note on your mirror or a little sticky, sticky notes around your house with those kind of an- affirmations, just to remind you to, to do those as well, I think is, and, and definitely what makes affirmation strong is like looking into your eyes in a mirror and telling, and telling yourself those things. And as you say, the more you say it, the more you internalize that message and start to believe it. I do know that there are, there are some of my clients, for example, for affirmations don't work um, because for some, for some of them, they say, you know, well, I just can't believe it. And so another tool that um, I use, if, if, if affirmations for you doesn't work and it's just, you've tried it, but it's just, you're not able to really believe what you're saying there's another tool called affirmations, um, which is it's basically like empowering questions that you ask yourself. And they're a way to they're, they're questions that are framed in a positive way that then that help you to kind of shift for, away from that negative and into the positive and get you to focus on really on the positive. So an example question might be something like, 
um, I don't know, why do I appreciate my body so much? And then you're asked, you're answering that question to yourself. And because these questions, these affirmations, and these the questions that are framed in a positive way, it's getting you to focus on the positive. And then for some people that that I've seen that works better for them, but for others, affirmations or both can work really powerfully as well. Oh, I love that. I've actually never heard of those, but I'm gonna, I love that. Yeah, it's okay. That's I find it's great for like journaling as well. Um, you know, find like you can either find some questions online or even um like just write out some think about questions that are like about your body or about your food relationship with food or whatever it is um that are positive and then you're just answering those questions to yourself like in a journal or if you just want to say it in your head uh mm-hmm. but yeah they, they can be a really powerful tool um as well for sure I love that yeah because yeah. I, I have heard like you know some people affirmations don't work so I think that that's a another great option is there any other you know if someone is maybe even going on like a date right and they're like mm-hmm. really really nervous they're like in their head like oh my gosh I don't know what to wear. I don't know. I don't know what I feel good in. Um, do you have any tips on like how they can, you know, feel good going into the date and kind of feeling a little bit more confident? I mean, I guess maybe just confidence in general. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely love that because obviously when you're dating, you're, 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 you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. You are, mm-hmm. you know, you naturally, you're going to be nervous. You might not feel like a hundred percent confident going into it. Um, and especially on add on top of that, if you don't feel comfortable in your body and it can, it can be really stressful. So totally, um, to, and totally can relate to that when I was dealing with my body image issues going on dates was like just just felt like such hard work um but one of the there, there's a couple of of tools that um that I that you can use and I think before I go into some of them a really great thing is to find like sorry I call it like the self-compassion toolkit right or your body resilience toolkit you can call it that as well and it's almost like finding some tools that are valuable for you that work for you that you can kind of pull out of your toolkit when you're struggling, when you're feeling like not very confident in your body or you're you're feeling really shit about your body or you've looked at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, I feel awful about my body, whatever it is. But building that kind of toolkit over time so that when you have those moments of struggles or those bad body image days, you you have like something in your arsenal that you can pull on to, to use. And so one of the tools that I love, it's called like, give yourself a pep talk. And it's basically around the fact that it's kind of the, 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 the idea is that the way we talk to ourselves versus the way we talk to like a friend is so different. And what the way we talk can talk to ourselves can just be so horrendous. We talk to ourselves like shit, you know, we say such awful things to ourselves. And so, you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror before going on the day and you're like, oh, I feel fat. I feel disgusting. I don't like the way I look. I, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so in that moment, thinking about, okay, this is what I'm saying to myself. So being aware of what you're saying to yourself and then asking yourself how if a friend came to me in that moment before going on a date and was feeling the exact same way, you know, what would I say to that person? And almost like either, again, writing it down can be really helpful, like writing down what I would say to that person, what language I would use, what tone I would use, the kind of, you know, words I would use. And then reading that back to yourself and thinking, okay, how can I use what I would say to a friend to actually say this to myself? So how can I speak to myself in the way that I would speak to a friend um, in those kind of difficult moments? And that just is so powerful because you really notice how you speak to yourself versus how you speak to the people you care and love about. And that that will be hugely different. I can guarantee you that. And so in those moments, really thinking back to how would I speak to my friend? And I'm going to speak to myself like I would my friend in that moment. And that's, I think, really, again, powerful because I think you mentioned it as well. We tend to be, we tend to talk to ourselves just so awfully. So I think it's important to be kind to ourselves and show that compassion that we show our friends to ourselves as well. I love that. That is so true. We are so, you know, I mean, unless, 
unless you don't really have very nice friends, but for the most part, it's like you should have people that are, that build you up, that pump you up, that motivate you, that, you know, cheer you on, that are your fans, not, not like bringing you down. Cause if you have a friend like that, then they're probably not your friend. Um, but I think that's such a good point. Like, you know, you wouldn't say those horrible things about your friends. So why are you going to say them to yourselves? And I always think about like, we've been I always think and this is like a very weird thought but I feel like we've had our body since we were born right and it's like Mm. think about all the things our body does for us every single day you know it it supplies us nutrition it gets us to places you know from a to b no matter how that is um you know we we go through you know sicknesses and illnesses and our body gets fights through it Um, I mean, I could name like a million things that our body does for us, our body. um, Oh my gosh. I I don't know. There's just so many many different things that it does for us. And like really kind of thinking deeply about that. Cause I think sometimes we might be so narrow minded about just like focusing on the bad things, but it's like, then you kind of have to think about like our, you know, we can have children, like our bodies can do so many incredible things and it brought us to where we are today. And I think that that's really powerful in itself. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And yeah, like writing those things down of all the amazing things you are grateful for your body, not physic, not the physically aesthetic things, not the way your body looks, but really focusing on like, write down all those things. Like if you've had children, yeah, m- my body has carried a child and grown human life. If no matter what it is, like, our bodies as exactly you're right our bodies are our home and they allow us to do all the things that we want to do so really showing being showing some gratitude for that and focusing on how amazing your body is outside of what it looks like um, is another really really powerful tool like I get some of my clients to write down literally a list of like 20 30 40 different things and they just building that in time and then again in those difficult moments like reading that back to yourself and being like and then you'd be like shit my body is amazing you know and it's it's so important because I think like again as women we've grown up to think that our bodies are almost just this thing that uh that people look at that people judge that our body defines our self-worth and defines if we're attractive or not but really like one of the key mindset shifts and a big part of the work is moving your, your mindset about your body away from that. Like your body is not there. There's this like phrase that I really like. It's like, your body is not an ornament. Your body is an instrument and your body is your instrument to do the things you want to do in life, to fulfill your purpose, to go after your dreams, to, if you, you know, if you're a runner it'll, to, to run those marathons, whatever it is, your body is not like an ornament that needs to be looked at, needs to be judged and needs to be changed. And, you know, and I think that's such a, it's really a powerful thing that we need to remind ourselves that, and it's, it's hard because we've grown up in the society that, you know, makes women think that's their body is the most important thing about them. But actually your body is really like the least interesting thing about you. There is so many more interesting things about you than your body. Oh my God. I love that. That is so good. It's so mm. powerful. And it's true. Cause it's like, we are so society tells us like, Oh, we have to be, we have to be like this. We have to look like this, but it's, you're so right. There's so many other things about ourselves our personality what we've been through our challenges our hobbies Mm. like the depth of us the most you know intimate parts of us like there are so many more interesting things about ourselves than the physical and that is something I and I love the when you said about the journal because I think that can be a really great tool too of just like And I think journaling in general about like your feelings or what you're going through can be so, so beneficial because then you can kind of reflect and look back and be like, oh, wow, like a couple of months ago, I might've been really, really struggling with X, Y, Z. And I've been really working hard on, you know, improving my thoughts about myself. And then you can kind of see, you know, the progress. And I think that's, that's powerful, but I think writing down things about yourself that not so physical, but like, 
the most interesting, unique things about yourself and really trying to focus on that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's it's like, as you said, writing down is just it it also just brings awareness to, you know, if like we were saying about before about like how we talk to ourselves and stuff like that, like just writing down those thoughts that you have, because that awareness will come in because sometimes we don't even realize that we talk so bad to ourselves or that we have a bad relationship with our body or what or with food and so writing writing down kind of the thoughts that come into your head about your body or about food or about your your own self-worth um, is really really powerful because you can start to notice like a pattern of like wow I am actually really talking shit to myself and also with that writing down like what were you doing before what might have triggered that thought because then you can start to kind of notice a pattern as well of what's triggering some of the the thoughts like I know for me when I was struggling with my body image it was it was social media I mean it's an obvious one but social media whenever I went on Instagram I then was would come off Instagram and just feel horrible about myself and I'd like go to my husband be like I feel fat blah 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 like it would just be social media would really be that trigger for me. And so I really had to do like a social media cleanup of getting rid of all those accounts that triggered me, following actually more body diverse uh, accounts, people with different bodies. And I recommend anyone doing that because when when your media is focused on like one kind of thing, you then are very like, you're naturally because you only see one kind of body or or one kind of people who preach one kind of thing, then you are naturally going to start to internalize that, right? Whereas once you start to follow more body diverse content, follow like, uh, you know, body positivity, body acceptance, like people who promote positive body image, because that will really also help so much to shift that thinking and like our media environment. Sadly, there's a lot of it we can't control. Like you said, magazines and what we see on TV, like there's a lot that we can't, can't control, but this are what we see on social media we can to some like to an extent control what we see mm. and I know even now on Instagram there's like this setting that you can put to get rid of all like dieting related adverts um so you don't mm. see that stuff um and if you know that social media is a trigger for you um and as you said if you start writing it down and seeing that it's a trigger for you then like do that because that will really help to shift your perspective as well of like what is what are bodies out there and the body diversity that exists and that it's normal to have cellulite. It's normal to have all the like hip dips are normal. Like all this kind of stuff is normal. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really, it's really important to do that as well. I think. I love that. And I think, I think that's also a good thing because you're setting a boundary with yourself. You're like, exactly. I'm, I'm picking up on this trigger. It makes me, you know, feel a certain way. It makes me question my body it makes me you know not feel good about myself and I also I can't remember where I saw this but it's almost like so so you you know you do the clean out you know unfollow whatever um but if it's someone that you know maybe it's one of your friends and they're always posting photos that kind of trigger you you can also do um I want to say it's like you mute them I believe yeah. it's called. So then you can kind of like filter them out, but without like unfollowing them, because maybe they're one of your friends, but like, you just don't want to see their content. And I think that's okay. That is, that is completely okay. You know, you kind of just mute them. You don't see their stuff, but all you're, you know, you're still friends with them. Um, And I think that that can be really powerful too, because you're like, I know that this triggers me. I know this upsets me. And I love when you said, you know, just just doing that cleanup because it's it's if that's all you're looking at it's going to be constantly in your head I mean we're let's be honest we're on social media so so often and if we can if we can like avoid seeing just like you said like one thing over and over again like that's that's a huge factor and I think some of my girlfriends have even done this like there's one person you know that always pops up and they every time they see their photos they're like oh my gosh I wish that I looked like that and and really just saying you know what I am going to remove this from my social media and I think I think that can do a lot 
Yeah, it it really is. And I love what you said about like it's setting boundaries. Um, because yeah, set setting boundaries, I mean, setting boundaries in life in general is is so important, but especially like when it comes to your relationship with your body. And that is as you exactly said, like doing that social media cleanse or cleanup is a is definitely setting a boundary. And even like for example, if you know that dieting conversations or comments from friends and family about body or food or dieting like also really triggers you, then, you know, a, 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 it's a simple way to just set that boundary as well as just to say, you know, to your friend or your family, you know, you know what, I'm working on my relationship with my body or I'm really trying to get to a more peaceful place with food and so I'd really rather avoid I'd really rather we avoid talking about dieting or your latest like diet or food that win that way and you know you might need to to set that boundary a few times um I've had to do that with some of my friends just say that a few times but again once you know that boundary and you know that okay this this triggers me or this makes me feel crap about myself just knowing that you need to set that boundary um and I think especially with friends and family because they might not know that you're on this journey so just yeah. telling them that and so that they can be respectful that you know you don't want to talk about dieting or you don't want to talk about this celebrity's body or whatever it is um and and then that's that you know yeah and they're they're more aware of it and exactly. and I think just being really honest with them because I think if you can't be honest with your friends and family about that stuff it's like you know, then you're just kind of almost torturing yourself because you're like pushing through it. And you're probably like, this is so triggering for me, but I don't want to say anything. But I think yeah. kind of nipping it in the bud and just being like, you know what, like, I would really love to not discuss XYZ topics because I am on this journey. And I think being honest is, is the, is, it's just critical. It's, yeah, it's sure. everything. And I think um, doing that for yourself is just going to help you in your journey. So definitely for sure yeah for sure it, it it's it's necessary and I think again just mm-hmm. that awareness of your triggers will really help you to be able to to set those boundaries and to you know also throw away stuff that doesn't serve you like you know mm-hmm. if you have a Fitbit or scales like throw out those kind of things if you again for me uh, my Fitbit was like a huge source of my problems. <laughs> so I had to get, I got rid of it. And I know some of my clients, like their scales, they, even if they don't step on it, just seeing it can be very anxiety inducing for them. So I tell them like, throw your scales away, just like throw it away or hide it somewhere. So you don't ever see it, preferably okay. throw it away. Um, but getting rid again of some of that stuff that you know, doesn't make you feel good, or you know, it leads you down a spiral of negative body thoughts or obsessive behaviors. Like for me, my, my Fitbit was really what caused me to be obsessive around like the calories I was burning and the calories I was eating and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so get rid of that stuff, because if it's causing you, if it's triggering you and causing you anxiety and causing you to be obsessive, then that is just not going to help you heal your relationship with your body. I love that. And it, and it's really just, it's really putting yourself first. Right. And I think, I think society kind of says, oh, well, you probably should put this person first or this person. But it's like, at the end of it, I always say this at the end of the day, if, if everyone in the world just like disappeared, if you were the last person in the world, who would be there for you at the end of the day yourself? I mean, yeah. you are the constant, you are going to always have yourself at the end of the day. So having your back, knowing your triggers, knowing your boundaries, setting boundaries with every person in your life, I think is, is critical for, you know, your mental health and just really being able to be in a good headspace. Um, Definitely. And and at the end of the day, like you have to live in this body for the rest of your life, right? This is like your home for the rest of your life. So it's so important to be there for for yourself and for your own body because and and learning that acceptance and I think I learning to see your body as a learning to accept your body basically and I use the word acceptance a lot because I know like in in the industry there's people that might use words like body positivity body love which are I, I don't say aren't good words to use everybody has their own but for me I think 
learning to get to a place of loving your body every day can be very unrealistic for some people. Um, loving your body is just a place that some women will just never get to because loving it every day isn't always realistic. Um, whereas acceptance is really where I work with my clients to get to. It's about just accepting your body. It's more a neutral place, right? It's not like, oh my God, I love my body every day. And oh my, or, oh my God, I hate my body. It's my body just is, I accept it and I'm okay with it. And some days you might love it. Some days might be, you know, a bit more difficult. There's ups and downs, but getting to that place where you can just accept your body, where it's just, it, your body just is, and it's no longer a thing that you like obsess about or you fixate on. That's really the place that I think um, it's it, that that's the place where I get my clients to to get to and where I think is really what I the message that I talk about. It's that body acceptance, not necessarily that body love and doing all this work and all these things that we've talked about really help to get to that place where, yep, I accept my body regardless of my size and shape. Oh my gosh, beautifully said. I love that. And and one of my um, girlfriends actually, you know, I was asking her about, you know, kind of talking about this topic with her and she gave really good advice. She said, reflect on what you're struggling with and really work towards what will make you feel better, right? Yeah. And I know we've kind of discussed that a little bit, but really just hammering home of, you know, write, writing things down. I think that's a really great way. And and even even setting boundaries like, you know, I am not going to go to, I don't know, I'm just making something up. I'm not going to go to this event because I would feel very, very uncomfortable. And I am not going to put myself in that situation until I feel a little bit better about myself. Or I am not going to, I don't know, do something just like the social media, the social media thing. And it's like, really, really knowing your triggers. I think that's a huge factor in this whole thing of really understanding, okay, you know what, that that makes me feel really not good about myself. And maybe even you write them down so you're very, very hyper aware of them. And um, and I think having a person to talk to about this stuff is is just so, so critical. And someone obviously that you feel comfortable with and you can feel that, you know, there's zero judgment. And I, I mean, that's kind of what a coach is all about, I assume. And just like having that space to discuss these topics and and kind of switching the mindset so that was yeah. I thought really, really good advice from my my girlfriend yeah I love that I really love the well I love everything you said but but I really love as well the reflect on what you're struggling with because so often like when women come to me and you know they're like oh I, you know, I'm struggling with my body image and I do want to be, but I do want to like lose weight and I do want to be like thin or skinny or whatever, whatever body they want to be. So they, they, they really kind of have this desire to lose weight. Now there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to lose weight. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. But oftentimes what I see is that the desire to lose weight is actually something much deeper and it's related to a much deeper core desire that they have and a, a much deeper inner struggle that they're kind of going through um and that desire might be you know they want to feel actually they want to feel desirable they want to feel lovable they want to fit in but they want to feel protected by society you know there's so many different reasons but so often what i see is that this desire to lose weight actually doesn't really have anything to do with the losing weight it's actually they want to feel that they have that inner struggle and they have this deep core desire that they actually want. And that's why they want to lose weight. Um, like for example, for, for me, it was after I went through my breakup and when I did all this work, I realized that yeah, again, I didn't, this desire to have this body had nothing to do with the body it was that I wanted to feel loved and I wanted to find love and I wanted to feel like I was desired and love. And because I'd lost that from my, my ex-boyfriend, um breaking up with me and so being curious with yourself and as you said reflecting on what you're struggling with and coming at it from a place of self-compassion and just being curious not judging yourself of like what's coming up but really asking yourself like what is behind some of these behaviors that I do what is behind this desire that I have to change my body or to lose weight 
Um, you know, what is this desire that I have behind me needing to diet or restrict what I'm eating? And just trying to unpack that a little bit, because, yeah, it it so often is related to something that's a, a, something that's going on inside you that you might not be aware of. Totally. Yeah, that's beautifully said, beautifully said. Um, any other last thoughts before we get into our game? No, I mean, I think, as I, as I said, I think for anyone going through this journey, and I call it a journey because it really is like, you're not going to change your body image overnight. It's, it's, a, it takes work and it's not always easy, but there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be days where you feel great about your body or where you feel like, actually, I'm feeling at peace with what I'm eating and with my food. And there might be days where it's harder, but as time goes on and as you do this work and as you build your resilience toolkit and you start to change your mindset, there will be less of those difficult days and there will be more of those positive days. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it is a journey. Um, but I think if you, if you are struggling with your body or relationship with food, it's, it's an important journey to go on. Absolutely. And finding someone like you, a coach that yeah. can help you through all of the ups and downs and just, navigating navigating the journey so I love that awesome are you ready for our game very ready for the game a little nervous but (laughs) (laughs) um all right so it's called this or that so you just choose whichever one you um like better so the first or you you are I guess um so the first one is are you an early riser or night owl I'm an early riser. I'd say early, not like super early, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. more of an early riser than a night owl. Yeah. Nice. Oh, we were talking about this one earlier. Uh, pizza or pasta? Oh, pasta <laughs> for sure. Falling <laughs> on from my pasta obsession. I mean, I'm that I'm this obsessed that my husband and I actually have like a pasta subscription where we get like a fresh pasta and fresh sauce every week. Um, and it's just so good. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. Are you like a sweet or savory person? Oh, I do love a dessert, but if I had to choose, (laughs) if I choose between like, for example, if I'm going for brunch, if I choose between sweet or savory, I'd pick savory. So probably more savory. Yeah. Would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything? Ooh, interesting. Probably eyes, because like you just see so many cool things and so many beautiful yeah. things. So I'd want to like record that and be able to remember all those like beautiful things that you've seen. Oh, I love that. That's a good way to put it. The next one is would you rather direct a music video or direct a movie? Oh gosh. Um probably a movie because then I'd hope that I'd get like an Oscar or something and then <laughs> I love that. Yes. yeah probably a movie love it uh, would you rather explore the space or explore the sea oh the sea uh I mean I I guess like I I scuba dive so I have explored the sea a lot so given I've explored the sea I probably would want to explore space because I haven't seen space yet but yeah. I do love the sea yeah oh it's beautiful and I feel like there's so much of it that we haven't even seen like oh yeah in general like they always say that I'm like oh my gosh it's so true there's so much of it you know it's such a weird thing such a weird thing to think about (laughs) um the next one is would you rather give up all technology or give up tv movies and books when you say all technology like literally everything yeah so like our phones, I would say computers. Yeah. I'd probably that. rather give up all technology because like I love reading, I love films. So and you that's like an interesting activity. Whereas like my phone, I could I'd rather give that up or like my laptop. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like go back to the nineties. <laughs> exactly. Much <laughs> simpler times. Yeah. Much simpler times. I'm so glad that I yeah. grew up then and not now Me because too. I feel like it's so different now. <laughs> oh I know like I don't have kids yet but I just worry of like bringing up kids in this world of like social media and everything gosh I know it's wild to think about would you rather live by the ocean or live like by the mountains 
or in the moment. Oh, ocean, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like beach, ocean, everything. Yeah. The next one is, would you rather create a new language or create a new day of the week? Oh, um, probably a new day of the week and then it, like an add an extra day to the weekend, basically. Yes. I always yeah. say that there should be three day weekends every weekend. For sure. <laughs> Four day weeks and three day weekends is what I feel yes. like the future should be. Yes. It totally should. Uh, do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping? Uh, it depends. Like in London, online, because I, I live in London, in-person shopping can be really stressful because there's like so many people about. So then mm. I prefer doing online. But if I was going to somewhere where there was like not that many people and I could kind of just stroll calmly, then like in-person also, oh I hate God. when you buy stuff online and you have to return it because it doesn't fit. It drives me crazy. The worst. The worst. The worst. You to, like you have to pay for it to ship back. I'm like, nope, this is this is not worth it. I hate yeah. that. <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. And then like the size isn't ever right. And then it's just oh, it's so frustrating. It totally is. Uh would you rather have a personal chef or personal housekeeper? Um, I love to cook, so I'd probably say, and I hate cleaning, so definitely personal housekeeper. <laughs> love it, love it. And the last one is sunrise or sunset? Mm, sunset, because then, like, I love a, a nice sunset with, like, maybe a cocktail in hand by the sea. That's my kind of vibe. <laughs> love that, love that vibe. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let everyone know where they can connect and find you. Yeah, so you can connect with me on Instagram. So my Instagram is um, at the body liberation coach. You can also find me on my website, which is www.thebodyliberationcoach.com. Um, and yeah, that that's where you can find me. So um, if you ever need any support or want help with healing your relationship with food or your body, then uh, reach out and I'll happily help you. Awesome. Well, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all of these amazing conversations. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Loved the game as well. So thank you so much for having me. All right. That's a wrap. I hope you guys loved this conversation and learned something from Helen. It was such a pleasure. Uh, and I'm so glad I had the opportunity to talk with her today. I hope you guys enjoyed and learned something and definitely connect with her and you know where to connect with me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of the things and definitely check out my website. I have some really cute merch so you can represent My Naked Mindset, which I would totally appreciate and I hope you guys tune in next week for another episode of My Naked Mindset. Okay, bye. Thank you.